Welcome to another episode of Monday Fun Day Podcast. I'm your host, Ahmed Al-Qadri. And if you could speak Arabic, Ahmed Al-Qadri. Today, I have a returning guest. Everyone, please put your hands together for Reem Eden. And if you speak Arabic, Reem Eden. Dude, how you been? I miss you. I've been good, man. I've been traveling. I've been eating. I've been eating more. Mm. I've been, I've been. Dude, I've also been gaining a lot of weight. I gained, I gained like, uh, I'm at uh, 183 now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that was the last time I weighed myself. That was like two weeks ago. I've been running a lot. So I'm probably back at like 179 or I'm, something. I'm sorry for saying, oh, wow. I just realized I don't understand men's weight. So. Yeah, that's true. It was kind of like a, it was kind of like a remark like, oh, wow. Like really? That's yeah, crazy. that's fine. But I don't yeah. actually. Yeah. I'm understand. sure it's a lot harder for women. For Math, sure. not a whole lot of work in my head um how tall are you i'm 5'11 six on a good day that's delightful um six two on tinder six what's a good day when you crack your back yeah dude uh, funny enough actually um so i used to be six feet tall but because of my back issues i'm actually 5'11 and three quarters no way i swear to god wow so i've been telling people 5'11 because i don't want to lie that's like something like an arab parent would use against you like you could have been taller but then you started bringing shame to the family and now even allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he brought you down in height to teach you yeah i remember like as a kid they say masturbating like, makes you shorter it, no it makes you like your back worse or something like that oh. it makes your lower back weak or some shit like that that's funny or, but i know all re- this manual labor we're out here doing <laughs> so make sure you have a strong back to build that pyramid no i remember it was so stupid i remember like uh they say if you if you get slapped on lower back and you fidget and it hurts that's because you masturbate too much oh, I remember that yeah oh you remember yeah. it so that was a that was an arab thing right i think that was just like a kid thing yeah or, or i remember like at 16 years old i needed to get glasses and then i was telling uh henny Mut, i still remember this i was like yeah i need to get glasses he was like dude you need to get glasses that's because you masturbate too much what? and i was like really dude why are adams so fixated on that <laughs> is there even a word for masturbate in arabic um or something oh like that it's something like that i remember like like slang term for it. yeah hit 10 because yeah, yeah, it's 10 stroke wow well we're very fertile slash horny people so i don't i'm not surprised yeah if that's what it takes to like uh <laughs> to what <laughs> to bust to shame you out of it to shame oh my god to our make culture, the word so bad our, that culture, no one ever does. our culture is full of shame it's it's kind of it's re- very shame-based culture. well for for a religion that preaches that only judge god can judge you mm-hmm. we're the most judgmental fucking people in the world dude. i was talking about this last night um w- with a my sister and a girlfriend we're like yeah it's just it's wild how people like even in the comments right or even in real life everyone just feels so at liberty to like judge everyone else in the name of like helping a sister out like hey you're doing something wrong let me help you out <laughs> But then, like, like Dude, I get, I get that sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah, I posted a video, um, about, or not even a video. I posted a tweet about Andrew Tate, and this, like, yeah. the comments were on fire. And one of the guys was like, "The best part was like he judged me as like a Westerner, like someone, an Arab influenced by Western media." And then, like, um, the follow-up question after, like, you know, judging me for being a bad Muslim, the follow-up uh, comment was that I had a flat butt and I should stop talking. And I was like, <laughs> "Yo, bro, it's the Islam and flat butt in the same sentence for me." <laughs> I think, like. <laughs> What? It's the most like hypocritical, uh, contradicting statement ever. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, no, they they really like. I wanted to do a video, but I'm like, nah, it's a little too much of like my impression of uh, Arab men who are obsessed with Andrew Tate. They go, bro, brother Andrew Tate, radiallahu anhu. 
is the most amazing man who who doesn't be involved with the West. I'm like, dude, he left the West, yeah. UK, because he was escaping rape charges. Yeah. Like, there is, like, a certain point where, like, yeah, I understand Western media has a lot of bullshit. But, like, let me tell you this. The internet is not that gr- Like, hey, you're getting brainwashed by the internet. Yeah, 100%. Like, also, my favorite part is that, like... Andrew escaped like the West to go to the East, East Europe, like Eastern Europe. That's yeah, the Romania. Eastria, Romania. Dubai. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then, man. It's and just, they were so hypocritical, so judgmental. Like people just come after you. It's but, like, it's not supportive. By the way, that pizza box, uh, the, oh, yeah. yeah, that pizza box that he got caught with, that, that's what people were saying. Like, no, what the, apparently like the Romanian police, like the SWAT team, they've been tracking him down for a while. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. Like these charges have been gone like for a while. They found a woman in her, his basement like what? yeah dude like women when came, they said when he got arrested yeah dude like you know what i said like there are women who came out they were saying like like no like as soon as they came like over to his place whatever like he wouldn't let them leave it's like and the women are speaking out against him oh my god it's part of this whole believe women hashtag believe women but yeah. it's like no these and then that these andrew tate supporters Western media women they remind me of trump supporters where it's like dude you blindly support this one guy no matter what yeah and they're like oh well he's a muslim now and it's like as a muslim yes i agree i'm not gonna judge him for a sense but hey you know what as a human being who lives yeah. in america yeah or who just lives in the on this earth yeah it's wrong <laughs> also it's like our job is to literally comment on things that is what we, comedians do is we absorb what's happening in the news in pop culture like even in, in like normal like arab culture whatever your you know stance is you absorb what's happening you comment on it so that you can kind of like we as a society can understand it in different ways learn different perspectives process it and move forward so the fact that people are getting like mad at you even like pointing out for me specifically like me like making a joke about the whole thing is insane yeah it's just like the video i just when you came over what i just posted about like uh i don't think white men white girls can fetishize brown men and then you know white women and brown women could uh what's it called can bond over their trauma from brown men and like it's just a joke like yeah. it's like i wasn't even going for like uh like but people in the comments took it so seriously and <laughs> like it's saying like no you can fetishize brown men and i'm like <laughs> i'm like dude the joke is like the joke is like brown men we could be assholes sometimes like yeah. that's that's the joke but i'm like yeah. i just deleted it because i'm just sick and tired of like people taking my videos so seriously with yeah. like it's like okay one joke you understood i was joking but it's like i have to like heavy hand the sarcasm so hard yeah like i like the joke with the fur rochers of like i only oh, ate yeah. yeah of like i hit a milestone in my diet i'm like it's so sarcastic like people wait, wait, wait. do people have problems with that video no i'm saying oh. it's because it's so sarcastic people understood that yeah. you know uh there are some random people that took it seriously i don't really read the comments as much anymore but like now especially like uh uh i'm getting a lot of followers from the middle east or from india i have a lot of indian followers and shout out to my indian followers i really love them but it's like there's some indian followers or just non-american followers are they don't sarcasm doesn't bleed very well Mm -hmm. and they take a lot of these videos so seriously and Mm -hmm. it's like i'm not saying it's india but i'm saying like like people who are not in uk america australia non-english speaking countries so like they don't take the sarcasm very well and they take everything at face value yeah and it's like uh, it's 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 frustrating but like yeah what a great way to start off this podcast (laughs) just be like let's complain about our followers (laughs) do you know what i 
also hate feet. No. Yeah, I'm not a feet person. I'm not a foot person. I have a friend who was like uh, back in Texas, like he was an intense, intense foot person. So would he like, like would he just like have his fetish online and in pictures or like when people would come over, would he be like, like hey, he, yeah, can I like, look at your foot real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that like, is that on the level of like what Louis C.K. did? Like if a, if a He comment... wouldn't ask to see their feet, but he would comment on the feet if he was like, thought it was okay or like if she left, he would be like, dude, just her feet it was she was like it was so like i remember it was like a really short girl this was back when i used to sell weed when i used to be a drug dealer but it was like <laughs> he was at my apartment and this girl that's like usually comes over to buy weed for me she comes over i sell her weed hi bye and she leaves and then he was like dude like she's like a shorter girl like four foot eight, nine or something like that yeah and then he was like the first thing immediately just comments on her feet and i was like dude stop like was she, was she in flip-flops or like no she was just in her shoes tennis shoes wait so he would even like fetishize <laughs> covered feet? yeah like he had like this intense foot fetish yeah so you're saying the niqab doesn't work and the niqab doesn't did not work with this man if a man has an eye fetish it doesn't matter if she's covered head to toe yeah yeah had you know he was out of but yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, six cents, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Palestinian. Cool guy though. <laughs> really. Other than the feet, they great guy. I mean, wait, doesn't they, don't they say it's like it's because a certain part of their brain Actually, I don't know why. Why do people have? Oh, they they say uh, they say that your the certain part of your brain, uh, your feet next to the part of your brain where you get horny or arousal, so it's right next to each other. So uh, I think like the brain like crossfires or something like that. It. Well, it's interesting like what happens to you in your childhood. Like now that like that is your kink now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there are some people who have, like, you know, they need to be ashamed in the bedroom because they've never been shamed. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of like how, uh, you know, very privileged people like to be dominated in the bedroom. Or, like, lots of uh, CEOs want to be dominated in the bedroom because sure. they're constantly in control. They have to be in control of everything. Sure. So when they're sense. in the bedroom, they want to be whipped and, like, treated like shit. Yeah. I just think it's so funny that, like, at one point in time, scientists had to propose the hypothesis of, like, why they think people are attracted to feet and then they had to go through an entire experimentation process where they have like a control group and then they show them pictures of feet and toes and like some intern actually took notes as to like the sandals and the toe hair and like the nail polish and then they were able to write in a scientific journal why people are attracted to feet this I, was someone's job i can only imagine like the intern like like imagine he has to go to parties and networking events and tell people what he's working on what's yeah. his what's his phd dissertation on yeah you know he's like oh yeah i gotta like you know it's about feet and <laughs> we're calling it fetish it's like foot and fetish <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he's down his like sixth cocktail and like his his tie is loosened up and, yeah. he, and his hair is all messy what do you think yeah he's drinking martinis like without cheese and the olives because it, the scent reminds him too much of toes right right yeah. and he's like and then i'm gonna create a, like it's like three hours later and then i'm gonna create a sock company called happy feet oh my god or sock it to me yeah you know what do you think and then like his girlfriend's just ashamed and then like, like i'm Fast so forward to the uber ride where he's like pitching it again but this time he's so drunk and slurred it's only coming out as like foot cheese it's gonna be in the papers man yeah yeah but no the reason why he's saying cheese because the fungus on his toes <laughs> which is part of his dissertation but, yeah this is the best mad lib i think i've ever been a part of <laughs> 
Oh, feet, feet fetish? No, we just created Feet-tish. a story together, yeah. Yeah, dude. I wonder, <laughs> we got to find this guy. <laughs> I think he's real. He's out there. Johnny. Well, there is so many uh, fetishes now. And uh, speaking of fetishes, do you get any weird, creepy DM requests? Oh, my God. One time somebody DM'd me and they were like, hey, can I ask you a personal political question? <laughs> and a personal political question? Yeah. Okay. I lo- I didn't ever open that DM. You know, you can like see. No. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Just never open Oh, dude. I. I have a good amount of request messages. Yeah. And like, it's like right now 99 plus. Nice, I'm like, nice. I'm not. It's too much. Well, there's some people who are like, I do want to respond to you. You seem like the kind of person I do want to respond to, but I just know if I do, you're going to keep messaging it's me. It's a can of Because this happened to me a good amount of times where it's like, they're like, hey, I'm a big fan from, uh, you know, insert this city or country. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. Right. And then they start sending me reels or they start sending me memes and they're like they think in their head well we're best friends now and they constantly message me yeah and then what was even getting worse was i would post a video and then they would send me my own video and then they won't just comment anymore they would just send me that was just that was two people that 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 happened to me two different times i mean i'm a nice person and i want to connect with everybody and i really try to see you know i i don't see all the messages to be honest yeah um even for my own friends, I miss a lot from in my like personal. Oh no 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 no! I I'm I'm like very pick OCD. Like I have to have my message requests at zero. Like if I see yes. one, I have to keep. I have got to it, read it, every it. single message. But I mean, like even like okay, so in your personal inbox, you know how like it bolds the new DM. I yeah. feel like because there's so many times people respond, and then sometimes they just like double tap that your last text or whatever. That I miss so many responses, like my friends, because it pushes it down. And then do you know what I mean? Like it pushes mm. the new ones or the responses down, and so I have to like scroll for days to find the bold. Oh, from the message. And then I just, I feel so rude. I respond like weeks late. And I'm like, sorry, I just didn't see this. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, it's interesting to see like how people respond back to text message. I, I respond pretty quickly. But it is bad because... Uh, because I, I'm really good at texting back frequently and mm-hmm. messaging back frequently, mm-hmm. I'm not as present. I, I'm always on my phone. I'm yeah. not as present in real life. Yeah. Because it's like, like uh, I get a text message. I'm like, oh, I need to respond back to this person. Yeah. But then I realized, I was like, no, th- this can wait. I'm the opposite. I think, uh, and sometimes to my detriment, I think a little bit with social media and content creation is I really prioritize being present. So like my phone is upside down right now. It, and most of the times if I'm seeing someone or if I'm at a meal or whatever, my phone is silent upside down Good. and I don't prioritize like, like if, unless it's something urgent where I should respond, I don't really prioritize it, which I, again is good and bad. If it's someone I need to respond to, they're a VIP on my email list. Like if it's my agent or something. Right. Um, but other than that, like I don't feel the need to like jump on things and respond to things because I, I kind of, I understand that being present for me personally is just a little bit more important. Yeah, exactly. I have been getting better at staying present um and and looking at certain messages and leaving it on unread and just like this can wait you will yeah. get back because knowing myself i before i go to bed i'm going to look through those text messages yeah like i have to make sure you're on zero dude it's such bu- an accountant this is such <laughs> accountant behavior dude. <laughs> hey you could take the man out of his accounting job but you can't take the accounting Cannot. out of the man dude i showed you, you my- show- yeah usually ahmed earlier showed me he has an entire excel spreadsheet of like his show it's actually very impressive oh no no here's my here let me show you here's my um here's uh i'm showing her my laptop right now so 
Here's uh, my budget spreadsheet that nice. I don't use anymore. Here's my club list spreadsheet. I have all the clubs in America, and I send them emails. Oh. Here's my email list spreadsheet. Here's my stage time spreadsheet, and here's my merch game. And then I have all these other spreadsheets, which is my uh, for my taxes because I've so impressive. I've exported all my credit cards, so I'm gonna highlight all the nice. expenses I Why do. Why don't you just use QuickBooks? Um, I uh, I I haven't connected. I'm probably gonna do it like next year when I become a company when i become an llc but it's like right now it's like i'm not like it's a combination of like yeah i'm making good money through stand-up and content creating which is good but i'm still making my money supplementary with a bike touring and uh, like being a tour guide as well as uh teaching improv at rehab centers so it's like I don't know. I'm I'm probably gonna turn myself to an LLC later this year. Who who knows? Dream. I mean, like, I use QuickBooks and I'm not an LLC. Yeah, that's true. I I need it's, to, it's, and it's, I and I like QuickBooks. I mean, I I I use my I created a QuickBooks for my mom, but I haven't like I use Mint. Which is also okay. oh, into yeah. it, into it. Uh, that yeah. created QuickBooks. They also have Mint, and I I use um, Mint uh, for to track. Yeah, to, to track all my expenses. Yeah. I connected all my accounts earlier this uh, late late December to to track everything for 2023. That's good. Um, but yeah, I just this year like starting now. I, I started my first invoice that I sent for because I do copywriting too. Mm-hmm. I just started sending it out of QuickBooks because I used to just I have my own like. Um, I have my own template I would use to send PDFs and then I have another spreadsheet that I would use to track invoices like my invoice mm-hmm. log but then this year I was like you know what like it's so much easier to just consolidate so like even though I have my template for invoices I'm just sending it through QuickBooks and then now I don't have to have like so many spreadsheets that feed into you know my taxes at the end of the year it's just all from QuickBooks and then that yeah. leads into TurboTax anyway I don't think this is what your followers want to listen to but <laughs> no no they do they do the breadcrumbs they're all about financial gain and nice. financial accounting nice. so they they appreciate this I mean bread of... means money so <laughs> exactly really that, that's what they're all about um and even me especially as an accountant like there are things I I should change up with my system but it's like I'm so like anal about like making sure everything's tracked well so mm-hmm. it's back to the text messages. It's like before I go to bed, I gotta look at like my message, my text messages. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, at least uh, sometimes I'll mark them unread because you could do, do that, that for the new iPhone feature. Yeah. So I'll read it, and then I'll respond, and then I'll mark it as unread just so for some. So I see that notification on my phone. I'm like, okay, I yeah, have I'm to get same. to this. Gotta so, do the unread, the unread life. The unread life, exactly. So, um, well, let's get to it. What is a good piece of advice you were given? Who told it to you? And where were you in your life when you were given that piece of advice? Okay, um, so I've already been on the podcast. So I gave my first piece of advice, which is don't take things personally. Um, but then uh, this, not a lot, this last piece of advice. <laughs> this yum, yum, um, This last piece. This next, oh my God, I'm hungry. This next piece of advice came from a book that I'm currently reading called The Artist's Way. And um, I'm only like halfway through the book because you're only allowed to do a chapter a week. Like it makes you do exercises and all this different stuff. So, um, but the main exercise that it's forced me to do was morning pages. So every day, as early as you can, for me, it's after I work out, just 
write three pages of stream of consciousness journaling um, freehand. You have to do it like with a pen and paper, not on a computer and make that a ritual. So that's my piece of advice is write three pages every day during the morning and let everything out. So it doesn't have to be like a dissertation. It doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to make sense. In fact, like when you first start doing it, a lot of it's just mumbo jumbo. You just start talking about your day, what you have to do. You're hungry. Huh? There's a chip on the table. Mm, like I can't forget to call my mom back, et cetera, et cetera. But then once you do this, eventually you'll start to really process your emotions and your life and a lot of things that are kind of just floating around in your subconscious. Um, and yeah, now that I've been like, what, six weeks into this, it's, it's been a really helpful tool for me as a standup for me, like to figure out what my stance is on things. And that's my advice. Oh, wow. That's good. Uh, so would you say like, it like cleans your mind? Like, yeah, dumping? it's like a brain dump. Um, it also like, yeah, it's like a daily brain dump, right? Cause like, you know, when you wake up, the first thing you do is what reach for your phone. Right. Sometimes like, how long have you been doing it so far? I think like six weeks, about six weeks. Oh, do you feel like any difference so far? Yeah, a lot of things. A lot of things that I hadn't processed, I thought I'd process, right? Like, let's say, like, I don't, don't want to. I'm trying to think of an example that's like not too personal. No, um, not too personal. It's one of those things you could tell me after, but you have to like. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's say. Uh, let's uh, say like going home for the holidays. Okay, gotcha. Right, so it's like, um, as I'm journaling, it's like oh, I'm hungry. I keep saying I'm hungry because like. Yeah, I know I'm, you're I'm fasting, intermittent um, fasting. That's thank right. You so much. Your words, not mine. Um, <laughs> the running joke is people who are fasting always talk about them fasting. But you talked about it, not me. Yeah, no. I you just, just said you were teed hungry. you up. Yeah. So let's say going home for the holidays. And I'm like, so generally, I'm fine with it. I like my family. Let's go hang out. And then what I would like slowly learn as I was there journaling was like people being hateful in the fact that like as a Muslim, I celebrate Christmas culturally. And then so maybe that'll come up. And I'm like, oh, this is what I actually think about it or don't. But when in life are you ever forced to like think about why it is the way you feel that it's okay to, to act a, way, a certain way or not to act a certain way? And I think like it gives you this like free range to like dissect it, doodle about it, so to say, and then like come up with a clear idea of how you feel about it. Right. Oh, that's a really good. Um, I like that a lot. I might Thanks. try that, but I'm like, I'm, I feel like, uh, if I try to, uh, do that writing thing, it won't last that long. I have so many things on my mind, but it's like Why? an exercise. I could keep it later in the, I mean, I don't know, because that's what I, I feel like that we always have resistance to anything new, especially, and mm. the book talks about it too. It's like, you have resistance, like to the things that will benefit you the most. That's just the natural way of things. So like, if you set aside the time to write and you just like force yourself to write, even if you write down, I hate this. I think this is stupid. I don't know what else to write. Like write that down. Yeah. Literally, that's the kind of block that yeah. presents itself and what you have to push through. Yeah. I tend to, I tend to put off things pretty often. Oh, I'm a serial procrastinator. Yeah. I procrastinate a good amount. I mean, there is some things like I get excited about and then I, uh, like I, uh, I get on it because it's easier or more passionate about it. Yeah. Um, like, uh, for example, like, uh, I want to finish writing my one man show. I told on last week's episode, uh, I told the audience, it's like, that's my goal is to write this one man show. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to write it since my dad died. Like I, that was that when the inspiration came, I was like, my dad died reflecting on his life. And I was like, Oh, I want to create a one man show about my dad and the way he perpetuated masculinity. Mm-hmm. You know, like he wasn't your like 
your typical like alpha like iron fist like i'm the shit like he wasn't that guy mm-hmm. he was about kindness you know mm-hmm. um and it was like certain traits of his was being kind being nice and and certain uh, uh you know certain qualities that men around would think he was weak but in st- but in the end i was like no he was a stronger man than most men that i know mm-hmm. um and that was like the idea that's the theme around it but i really just didn't like it's so hard it was back to what you were saying about like sitting down and writing this one man show this is beneficial for you but instead mm-hmm. i'm like getting so distracted with this shiny object which is like oh i'm gonna do this video or yeah. like oh let me or kind of like certain stand-up jokes i'm sure you have some stand-up jokes in your journal where it's like it's deep and it's like it's something to like prove a point but instead you're like no i'm gonna work on this joke about yeah. whatever you whatever the fuck case may be like right now like i have a joke about like uh that i stopped that i was talking about like but again the theme was masculinity yeah. and all that stuff of why there's so many men who are like having this issue with what it means to be a man and being manhood and, and every time i start writing on that joke uh i just I stop and I get distracted because I'm right now writing this joke about being pee shy nice. <laughs> and I hate urinals and now I have this awesome urinal joke yeah. and it's been crushing on stage I'm like this is easier I'm going for the easier yeah. joke because it's like because I know like every time I tried doing the, the masculinity joke on stage it was like people were like understood they know where I was going with but it wasn't as funny and I yeah. and me on stage is like I need laughs I need jokes yeah, jokes I feel jokes, the jokes. same way so you know uh, what I was reading so back to the same book that I was reading yeah I told you it makes you what chapter week this chapter interestingly enough was talking a little bit about what you were saying with like having those deeper jokes and like it brought up a point where like you can sit down and want to write something that you think is deeper or like makes a point and like you have this idea of like that's like that'll be the joke that's going somewhere etc but most of our jobs should be the opposite not to sit here and strive to write something great but to more like download it like to be observant and capture it when it's presented to us as opposed to create it if that makes sense so like it does your urinal joke probably came about because something you experienced in a urinal you're like this is funny this is like i have to write this down you're more called to bring that to the stage because you know it'll get the laughs but why does it get the laughs because it's almost like that was what was presented to you in life and therefore that's what's more relatable versus like this like essay that we keep trying to write for like you know for our special and like we almost start censoring ourselves or like judging ourselves or trying to polish the bit as we're writing it because we want it to sound smarter or like make a certain point Mm -hmm. when in reality like if we just stick to the truth stick to the moments that present themselves to you and then polish them from there that's where you feel the best and that's when it's easiest I'm not trying to be an expert. I'm just saying, like, I read this and I was like, holy shit, this is exactly what I do. No, no, that's a really good point. I mean, I've heard lots of people talk about artist way. You're not the first one. Like, the the, the dumping, the method, like, I've, I've done it at a couple of exercises with sketch teachers. Like, mm-hmm. before we started a sketch class, I, that was the thing we did, which was, like, writing for five minutes or 10 minutes straight just Mm. keep writing keep writing doesn't matter Mm -hmm. Uh, i mean that's a great exercise i've done that a couple times personally like i've I've, but i I haven't been as strict about it of like i've heard about the artist way 10 years ago i just (laughs) yeah dude right right exactly i've never journaled consistently in my my life and i literally have journals from like college where i was like i'm gonna start journaling and then it's like three pages later it's done or like i have so many half started 
projects or notebooks. This is the first time in my life I've been consistent about it as I was reading The Artist's Way. But I'm I've known about it for actually oh, dude, like 15 probably. years, probably. I've been journaling since 2017 consistently. So I have two like books filled up back to back, all like from journal, uh, like journal entries are pretty much a diary. Um, I was pretty consistent, uh, like daily uh, journaling, but then like, I feel like a friend told me this and in a way, like at first it helped me, but now I'm like, I need to get back to being consistent because I think that that's more beneficial for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, she was like, uh, she was like, yeah, I used to journal every day and I used to be like on top of my, uh, on my, like, uh, what was it? On my own case. Yeah. On my own case about trying to journal every day and having to catch up but then my therapist was like well journaling is not a chore journaling is something you go it's an it's an exercise you do when you need to Mm -hmm. so just journal when you need to when you feel like you need to journal i like that but that's a good one but also it's like i feel like i agree with you it's like i think consistently journaling is better even when you don't feel like journaling that's when you're supposed to kind of like working out it's like when you don't feel like working out yeah that's the time you you have to go you should be working out i think um I don't necessarily have a New Year's resolution, but I have a word that I try to um, emulate each year. I picked this up from someone. I don't know. But for me this year, the word is consistency. And that's just what I'm focusing on is being consistent. That's sure in terms of like the volume of my posts, also like who I am, like my identity. But like even having this this time that I set for myself, this I have to write three pages has helped me be consistent in my day. So like I'm also doing that whole program I told you about 75 hard where it's like making me be consistent with my workouts and my eating habits and my reading and all these different things. Um, Because basically that if you don't know what 75 hard is, it's like this life plan or you have to follow it for 75 days. And if you, if you don't do one of the five things you have to do, you have to restart the 75 days. So, so like the the stakes are high, but, um, I added morning pages to the list of things you have to do just because like, I I want it to be a part of like my day and like have that be Mm -hmm. like this consistent thing I do without thinking about it, like brushing my teeth. And then also like for me as a comedian, it's hard to, it's hard for me to set aside time to sit down and write because I don't know. Like I, I, You're following the shiny object? I'm a shiny object person. And yeah. I also like half my day spent doing emails and then I do like TikTok and then I do this and then I write. There's just so much random things, but I don't have like what you were telling me earlier. You have six jokes a week you have to write. Yeah, It's hard for me to have. I don't have any quotas. I don't have any time. But setting aside those three pages of my time has created this need for me to write as well. Oh, I love that. And, and that 30 minutes is counting towards the two hours a day that I'm now aiming towards to write because I've already started it. If I'm already doing morning pages and not framing it as sitting here writing stand-up, I've already started writing about random things and then I've come to realizations in my morning pages and I'll star it if it's a stand-up thing, look at it later. But like that's how that's like the processing too, because writing a joke isn't necessarily sitting down and writing the joke. It brews in the back of your head for years sometimes. And now sometimes it's coming across in my morning pages. Not necessarily the punchline, but like the the questioning, the perspective, the you know, mm, the premise. Yeah. Um I, I I have a question for you. How do you remain focused? Like how do you remain like not distracted and, and staying focus on your 75 hard and staying focused um, on your morning writing routine asking uh yeah. number one put your phone and do not disturb for uh, real yeah do not disturb i didn't notice this till recently but when your phone is do not disturb for an iphone it won't even show you the red 
bubbles of how many notifications you have. Like if you look at your texts, let's say I have 11 texts unread in my inbox and I put my phone on do not disturb. If you look at your phone, there's, it doesn't say anything. There's no red bubble. It looks as if you've answered all your texts. Mm. So that's helpful. And then when you turn it back on, it's all back up. And we, yeah, when you turn do not disturb off, everything's there. And it, and I always text my friends on, and, and I see a notification like this person is on, on silent. Do, yeah. Yeah. So that's been disturb. huge. And yeah. I've also, um, I've disabled, this has been years, I've disabled uh, text notifications on my laptop. Because you know how you get iMessage. Well, you have a PC. So. Oh, yeah, I have a PC. So iMessage is like Outlook. Okay? I actually, uh, actually, um, for uh, just to limit notifications for my social media, I have zero notifications for all my no- social media. Nice. Uh, I only get notifications for Instagram messages. That's the only thing. Only because like, I mean, you know, we get booked through Instagram. Yeah. Like Smart. people will DM us or like ad deals and stuff like that yeah. so it's like you got to check your well it's only for friends it's not even like request messages or anything yeah like that it's just good. if a friend that i know messaged me on instagram for something or whatever good. but that's um, how it should be honestly like i once i took away the notifications it made me more present because i wasn't like oh i wonder like i i tend to even wonder less who's texting me because i'm not used to the dopamine shot or like the hit of like mm. a text you know yeah yeah um uh gosh that's that's a good one because I, I'm, I'm having trouble like remaining focused. So I might steal your idea and just yeah. instead of just the dumping, I'm definitely going to get back into just consistently journaling every day. I mean, I already write. I like I told you, like I write three jokes. Uh, well, six jokes a week. So I send three jokes on Tuesday, three jokes on Saturday to my friends mm-hmm. from improv. And then there's another friend that I do. I'll tell you after. But like he and I, we send three things we're grateful for every day. Oh, I love that. Yeah. The the gratitude list. And that helps. Uh, I mean, I, I it, it would feel nice to just write that down as well. Like yeah. just some, there's something beautiful about writing down everything. I used to have a planner. And I used to write down everything, but it was tough because you're getting so many like events and shows and all that stuff. Yeah. So now I just switched from my planner. I switched to digital. So I Good. just use my Google calendar for Good. everything Same. that that's saved. That's helped me a lot. So I also have a, um, I have a friend who we do weekly check-ins in terms of writing. So on Mondays we check, we send an email, we say what our goals are for the week with work and what um, our goals are or things that are happening in our life personally. And then at the end of on Sunday, we say, we kind of, like look and say did we like did we achieve those goals like what did what steps did we take etc etc and then it's just such a nice gauge for like where you are where are you going and helps you focus oh dude that's a good one yeah like keeping yourself accountable that's Mm -hmm. another good way to remain focused and i know okay it's 401 i know we have to what's our heart out 405 (sighs) yeah okay all right 405 and we'll start wrapping up well and you we already got your uh um advice for the day so that works um yeah dude i i really need to get better on focusing so i think like the i'm definitely gonna steal your idea just start journaling consistently and obviously just just every day like i'm gonna start with three minutes just three minutes of dumping and then five minutes of just mind dumping just write whatever that's on your mind just yeah just keep it i mean that's that's what i was doing when i was journaling every day like if i didn't have anything on my mind to like say i would just say what i i would just write what i did that day yeah the best do you ever go back to your old journals no and just read no what old journals <laughs> no no never. no <laughs> but you said you've you've had some like old i've journals. seen them i know where they are in my apartment they're you, in a box well you should open it and just see how far you've come 
Maybe. Because I, I, I recommend that because uh, earlier before we started recording, we were talking about like how, about perspective, how like uh, you're, you were like, Ahmed, you're killing it. And I was like, I don't feel like I'm killing it. And yeah. I'm like, I think you're doing great. You're like, I don't feel like I'm, I was like, look at you. You're traveling, doing yeah. Warner Brothers, whatever. And then like, we're both like at this level of like, of like, uh, of like not, we don't feel like we're doing good enough. Yeah. And the reason why I'm saying read your old journals, because I, I was looking through my old journals and I found one from 2019 mm-hmm. and this was I just moved to LA and I was like you know I was just all I did was doing accounting and going on stage and I was like going through it and that was like the moment where I was like oh fuck like 2019 Ahmed is so proud of 2023 Ahmed yeah that's it's like true. 2019 Ahmed would love what I'm doing so if 2019 Ahmed heard me being like oh yeah I wish I was doing better I'd be like go fuck yourself yeah, it's like right. be happy right now you're right I, I have a lot of those moments where I'm like dude I used to be like chained to a desk I used to like have to tell people when I was leaving town and like ask permission I had to ask permission to do anything like right hey like, then I want to go follow my dreams and now like yeah I yeah dude it, like like yeah I'm a tour guide but I just tell them hey I'm gone this time yeah well, you know uh, like I know you need like they love me and then I know you know you need them I need them and they need me but it's like I just tell them I'm gone here I'm going yeah. to Istanbul for three weeks nice yeah you know what I mean yeah. and it's like uh it's it's a great life I have, and yeah. I'm sitting there like, oh well, I'm not making this. Right. I'm not. But what I will say is like, okay, so I didn't journal enough years ago for me to go back and do this, but that's why I'm doing it now too, because like now, like you know, starting to take off, like things are happening, and I want to remember the struggle now, so that like in a couple years later, whenever like. I feel like I'm like doing great or not doing great. I can look back and see now how I was thinking. Right. But I lack the data. Exactly. So like five to 10 years from now, you're going to be complaining like, oh, this, I didn't win my Oscar, yeah, <laughs> even yeah, though yeah. I was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. You read back and- uh, You used to do t- TikToks, Reem. <laughs> yeah. TikToks with bidets and bathrooms. And then Andrew Tate supporters will give you shit like, sister, your flat butt, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Take your flat butt and that Oscar de la Renta gown and go to Hanar to hell you go oh my god uh, I'm still I'm still laughing about that like how That's they're so giving fun. you shit yeah <laughs> for being a dumb westerner who does who's lost my my faith and also oh that I have dude the, or they say the religion is lost or you I get called whitewashed I get called whitewashed I remember like as a I, I say this as a joke but I'm like I came out as an ally oh my god yeah <laughs> well I was live on TikTok and uh, this, it was like in June of 2022 some uh person was like happy pride month and i go oh happy pride month to you too like and then and then like a couple like you know arab kids like why why do you like it's like i fucked them over i'm like dude i didn't like all i said was happy pride and it's like it's like dude i i have comedy shows and um all over america and i'm very grateful and the coolest part is like fucking dead Denver. I had Muslims that came over to my shows. Nice. But then I also had gay people that came to my shows. They're yeah. both fans. Yeah. And it's like, they're giving me money. <laughs> I love people who come after you. But it's like, it's it's just, but the thing is, it's like, it's it's all noise. It's yeah. just, these, these haters... You're never gonna meet him. Well, not even that. I have met like, some. I have met some backstabbing haters. I have met people in comedy who will try to do negative things. To are you. they comedians? Mm-hmm. Well, no, 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 no. I'm talking about like comments, like negative but comments. But what I'm saying, whether it's a hater you don't know or a hater you do know, what I've learned is that like 
you can't let this shit affect you because I, I something happened like within the last like six months where I like started to let it affect me. I started to question if I was a good person. I was like, like similar to like your ally thing. Right. People questioned my decisions, and then I was like, wait, have I done the wrong thing? Am I a bad person? And I just started like spiraling. But then after all of that, I came to the realization, especially through my morning pages, that I was like, fuck yeah, you, Amen. fuck everybody else. Like right. I know I'm a good person. I know I have good intentions, and like if you don't agree with me, great, don't listen to me. Goodbye. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, yeah, it's all your relationship one. with it, which is a very weird, hard lesson and pill to swallow is like, it's your relationship with what you're saying and what you're doing. And people are always going to have something to say. Right. So that's a good one. Fuck. Yeah. Well, well, let's wrap up because I know you have a meeting and I have to leave. I have a show at the Irvine Improv <laughs> featuring for my friend Morgan J. I love him. I love him. Yeah. He's funny. Yeah, dude. He's so talented. He's one of the like a few of my like personal friends who I'm literally like just Googling him and YouTubing him as a fan. That's amazing. Like, like I'm literally on YouTube looking up Morgan J. I'm like, I just want to watch his clips. I just want to watch his, like, that's how talented uh, uh, he is. And it's the crazy part. I'm like, this is like one of my best friends. I love that. (laughs) Like, like we literally FaceTimed it. I literally FaceTime and now I get to like, yeah, that's, that's a cool feeling. It's so cool watching your friends. It feels like, um, have you seen the movie this is the end yeah you know that's you know how like all the people who do well or the good people they go to heaven there's like that light beam that goes and then everyone just gets like raised up to heaven i feel like that's what it's like living in hollywood when like your friends make it and you're just like watching like it's like the light goes and then they get like lifted up to the sky and they have a pilot now it's like now they have like their season got renewed so it's so funny you're like yay go yeah, I, I I think uh when I see a friend like a personal friend blowing up, I always what I think is uh oh shit, if if it's happening to them, that means it can happen to me too. I love that about you because like you're looking at it with a with like from love and from like positivity and like yeah, that's inspiring and not taking it the other way, which is like why is it happening to them and not me? And right. that's the pitfall of Hollywood. Well, I've had well, I mean, obviously as a younger comedian, I've had those uh, initial jealousy feelings. Yeah, and it wasn't like they don't deserve it. It was more like, damn, if they're getting that, what am I doing? Yeah, but it's now like no, like I like now when I when I see someone like getting something, I go good for them. Yeah. And, and if I feel that jealousy, like, cause obviously I'm, I'm a human being and we have these normal emotions. I just think, I just take a deep breath. I'm like, your time will come, Ahmed. Like yes, I talk same. to myself, like, yeah. your time will come. Yeah. Just like, we're That's all, uh, okay. On my gratitude list, I, I wrote this morning, I go, I'm grateful to God for putting me on the path where he wants me to be. Yeah. And just know at the end of the day, uh, despite what all these haters say, Allah provides. Yeah. <laughs> And we pray yes. and we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we're going to Salih. Go put on your hijab. Uh, right now I Let's go. Let's go pray. I put my flat butt in a abaya and I can go pray. <laughs> right. You go up to heaven and God's like, yo, yo, flat ass. <laughs> can't believe you said that, man. So dumb. That's just so funny to me. And the worst part, I, I, after you told me about this, I looked through one of the comments of like the, the person talking shit. Their profile pic is, is uh, James Bond. On, yeah and then it's like a hatha or a turban on james bond i'm yeah. like what and then the other one was like a andrew tate 
profile pic and you're like so crazy what do you say your feminist whining is music to my ears yeah i'm dead i hope they know that when they leave these hateful comments that we're laughing at them yeah it's making us well it's like well think about it it's like they're they 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 don't get laid they just like all that their only exposure to women is from men on their algorithms like also bro you found me i didn't find you you're not even that they've never like if they just put their phone down go outside and maybe talk to a human being and they realize oh yeah like like this whole thing is just like brainwashing me yeah all right well let's wrap up um dude Reem, thank you so much for coming i'm definitely gonna have nice. you back um sorry for the whole microphone situation nah, Fucking, you're good. it took forever but anyways where can everyone follow you um everything at reem edan r-e-e-m-e-d-a-n on the ticks on the talks on the tubes on the grams Awesome. And you can follow me at Ahmed Loves Bread. And if you want, if you have a advice that you would like to share, go ahead and uh, send it to Monday Funday Podcast at gmail.com. Or you could check out uh, Speak. What was it again? Damn it. Did I forget again? I think I did. It's uh, basically you could leave a voicemail. Uh, oh, you could send a voice message at speakpipe.com. S P E A K P I P E.com forward slash Monday Funday Podcast. Thank you so much and have a great Monday.